Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Welcome to the 2020 NFL Draft. We have running back Michael P. Ryan off the board. Much different style than Le'Veon Bell. 5'10", 216 pounds, 5.1 yards per carry. James Morgan. I like it. It's not surprising at all to me that he went ahead of Jake Fromm. He's got great leadership, great intangibles. He can make all the throws. New general manager Joe Doug did a fantastic job. Bryce Hall. That is intercepted. Picked off by Bryce Hall. 6'1 and a quarter, 202 pounds. Looking at Bryce Hall, I see Darrell Revis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, part two of our draft breakdown in progress as Joe Douglas continues to shape and mold the Jets roster for 2020. P. Ryan was taken in the fourth round, James Morgan, Cameron Clark, Bryce Hall, Brayden Mann. Going to get into all that here in episode two. Enjoy. 2020 NFL Draft. Round four. With the 120th pick in the NFL Draft, the New York Jets select LaMichael P. Ryan, running back out of Florida. One of three players in the SEC with 2,000 plus rush yards and 500 plus receiving yards over the last three seasons. His total of 41 receptions in 2019 was the seventh most among running backs in the FBS. Skilled in the early stages of the run where his feet and quick eyes help him find initial rush tracks combined with his high yards after contact and good receiver skills p ryan provides the jet offense with a balanced approach utilizing his skills across multiple dimensions on the field my grade for this pick was a b yeah i think this was a solid pick mike when it comes to the value chart on espn this was the 120th overall pick he was the 72nd ranked player so this is our biggest steal him and bryce hall were the biggest steals that we had according to ESPN when it comes to the value chart. This is somebody that had 30 career touchdowns at Florida. I know, and we all, we'll get obsessed nowadays with 40 times, and I understand that. He ran yeah. a 4.62. People said maybe that's a little slow, but I'll tell you what, put up 22 reps on the bench press, Mike. You know how many Becton put up? 23. Wow. So this dude is strong as a bull. He's 5'11", 220. Like you said, in his career out there at Florida, he almost had 2,500 yards, eighth most in the history of the school, 674 yards receiving also. So he's versatile, was the seventh ranked running back in the draft. And I think where we got him, I didn't I didn't expect him to be out there. He's going to be good around the goal line. He has hands. He might not be someone that's going to break through the hole and run the ball 70 yards down the field. But you don't always need that in the NFL to be a successful running back. Plenty of running backs have that trait. But a lot of guys don't. A lot of guys have made a career like Frank Gore just running the ball five or six yards and staying sturdy. And that's, that, that's kind of what I think of when I think of this guy. Frank Gore might be a little faster. Um, and I'm, well, CJ, what do you think? You were down there. You saw Pirine. Um, you saw what he was able to do down there in Florida. What do you think about this? What type of grade did give this pick i'm gonna come in with my because of the value i love this pick i'm giving this one a b plus yeah i agree with you i'm giving this one a b plus as well too i love Lamichael p ryan and let me tell you something i'm screaming for the new york jets to draft him because if there is any other backup running back that you want behind Le'Veon bell uh, you want Lamichael p ryan because let me tell you something he is one of those swiss army knives he can catch balls out of the backfield he can make guys miss. Go and take a look at the at, at the, the tape that he's got. He's got that gear that can completely decimate guys. And I'm talking clear breakaway speed where within the blink of an eye, he could easily be five to seven yards ahead of whoever the hell is pursuing him. So, And not only that, he's a hard runner too. 
He hits the hole. As soon as he finds that hole, he blasts it. And then before you know it, he's already in the secondary. And once he gets free, good luck trying to catch him. And plus, you couple him with Le'Veon Bell. I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say this. But drafting with Michael Pirine may actually keep Le'Veon Bell a New York Jet. Not just this year, but maybe for years to come. Yeah, you think he plays, and this happens with a lot of guys. Like Antonio Brown was one of those guys. His 40 time was like a 4-6. Try to cover that guy on the field, though. So you think he plays much faster than this 40 time where he was recorded. Absolutely. That was the the only really detract, the only thing I heard about him was just his breakaway speed. But you've seen him a lot more than me, so I'm taking your word for it. And Jet fans, you heard it right here. Forget that 40 time. All right, forget about all that. He will break away in Meadowlands and go into the end zone. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, he will. He, and, and he will not think twice about it. And let me tell you something. If he's given the opportunity behind this revamped offensive line, we give we give him some good touches and give him some good carries. Let me tell you something. Both he and Le'Veon Bell will eat. Excellent. Wow. Spotty, what do you think, man? Piron, Florida. Well, listen, this is this is uh, another one of my favorite picks. I, I'm, I'm a homer, obviously, so I'm just going to put that out there. But the, the fact of the matter is, is I really like a lot of these. I mean, I, again, they're, we're, we're, we're not talking about superstar guys in particular, but we're talking about solid production guys who have a lot of versatility, a lot of athletic ability, a lot of, you know, you know on-field maturity, you know, I guess for uh, for guys that are coming into to, to this level. And I, I think the kid has the ability to do a lot. Um, puts me in the mind a little bit of what, what we, you know, were expecting from Bilal Powell. And if we're going to be able to get something like that for the New York Jets, who wouldn't sign up for that? Bilal Powell's been a beast for us for how long? Even even being underutilized, I think if this kid can come in and provide some of that same spark, um, I, I think he'll be able to do it with a little more athleticism. There's no way that this is not a great situation for us to have LaMichael P. Ryan, at least I hope that he's going to work well. He's got a lot of the, the a lot of the catch as a lot of the, the not only the, the receiving ability, but and again talking about that strength, man. Especially when you talk about breaking tackles, um, you know, and 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 you know, being able to get away from that first contact. Um, I, I think it's a I think it's a great pick. I, I would give it a solid B, um, because again, we're we're in in territories where there were some guys that I was actually looking forward to us looking at. Um, but I, I'm not going to fault the pick. I, I, I'm not going to look at it and say that it, it's a it's a bad selection. I just kind of again thought that uh, we were yeah. going to do other stuff. Again, be much more another another uh, guy who's versatile. He's a weapon, a receiving weapon. He can catch touchdowns. Okay, not just rush, but he can catch. Team yeah. captain, SEC. Right? Are we seeing the same type of agenda? Going with them, same type of players, guys. These are football players. They're going to come in. And those team captains, think about that. If you're a team captain, that means everybody is looking at you as a leader. And that's one thing. Like, when you're a leader of men, that's not not just every dude is a leader of men. You know, you could be really good and and skilled at something, like a guy like Jay Cutler back in the day. No one was leading. Jay Cutler wasn't leading nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one listening to Jay Cutler. To be a leader of men is a certain type of personality you need to have for men to respect that. And these guys that are there, that Joe Douglas is bringing in, is exactly that type, okay? And that's like, next pick. With the 125th pick in the NFL draft, the New York Jets select James Captain Morgan, quarterback out of Florida International. Morgan is a very capable of making impressive throws all over the field. He has leadership. 
He started in the SEC. He flashes major league arm talent, shows an ability to expedite his delivery when needed. He has above average hand size and he's willing to sit down and eat punishment to release the throw. Very tough player, gritted it out when he had a knee injury last season. He has the tools to be one of the best developmental quarterbacks in the draft. My grade for this pick, B minus. I'm gonna show my little nerd self. When I was little, when I was a little kid, I really loved the Starship Enterprise and I wanted the Starship Enterprise and my dad, that was, you know, just a Starship Enterprise there in the store. And my dad said, no, you should get the model. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't want the model. I got to take it and put it together and take long, long, lo and behold, we went and got the model, spent about a month putting it together. And it was better than any straight up Star Trek Enterprise I could have bought. And I said, man, I just took the time and I got something even better than I could have got when I could have just bought it in the toy store, right? The model was actually more detailed, bigger, stronger. And I look at this guy just like that example when I was a kid. He has the actual NFL tools. He can throw like a quarterback in the NFL, okay? He has the leadership qualities that you need to lead people in the NFL, okay? He has the, uh, the, the, the will and the, the guttiness that you need to have in the NFL, all right? And this guy, and he was, like I said, he played in the SEC. Now, I know that you'll look at a guy like Fromm, and be like, well, Fromm probably was a better, but Fromm has a baby arm and he's got tiny little hands and I don't know what he's gonna do up there in Buffalo when it's cold, yeah. but what's his ceiling? I mean, where's he gonna go? He's not gonna be nothing more than a backup, but a guy like this, you can, if you take time to mold this kid and the leadership and that I saw when he became a Jet, he was so amped, like I immediately loved him. I was like, oh, he was so, and he, I seen him on Twitter and Facebook. He's like, oh yeah, like I want a guy like that in my locker room. I want a guy like that who's gonna be telling the troops like, hey guys, you're gonna do this, 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 and being a backup for Sam Darnold, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I you know, I, I gave the pick a B minus because I thought there were other guys there, but as far as talent, raw talent and his attitude and the professional, I like the pick and by the way, Bill Belichick was supposedly going to pick this guy up and Joe Douglas got a, got a wind of it and took him this high because they heard the Patriots were going after this guy to be in the quarterback. So just take that also into some context. Yeah, there was that, Mike, you saw I sent you a whole bunch of links about the Patriots and this specific quarterback. Yep. Um, they were looking at him. They did video chats with him. They were trying to keep it under the wraps. There had to be a reason for that. One of the reasons might be this is somebody that finishes pre-law degree at Bowling Green, which is in three years, which is why he was able to transfer to FIU as a graduate transfer and play right away. So this is a smart guy. Okay, 40 TDs. 12 interceptions the past two years at Florida International. QB rating of about 136. So it is it is what it is. He's not Florida International. I know it's not one of the biggest schools in the country, but he, he exhibits all the traits you want in a backup. Somebody who's smart maybe might be able to come in if something happens to Sam and be capable at least. We're not thinking of a future without Sam. That's the future, of course. This is just somebody that could develop into some type of backup. We'll throw this scenario at you guys last year. We finished seven and nine. We basically gave away three games once Sam got hurt. We gave away three games because we didn't have a backup quarterback. You know, we basically just mailed it in. We didn't even have a chance in those games. So having someone that's at least capable, I did think, Mike, when we spoke before the draft, we were going to draft a quarterback in the later rounds. I didn't know who it might be, but I'm happy they went this way. When I looked into it, seems like a really heady guy, smart guy. Is a project, but 
at least it's somebody that next year even, just because of his acumen and how smart he was, he was decently accurate in college too, right around 62%, can come in next year, God forbid something happened to Sam, and it's not going to be the absolute debacle we saw last year. It, it, we didn't get from. He's got bigger hands than from. So I'm good with it. I have these tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, from that's what I was thinking is that from has those little child hands. They're not that tiny. They are that tiny. And he's going to play in Buffalo. This place is a dump. <laughs> that's not that's not where you want to. That, you know you got to be able to really grip that ball up. You know what I'm saying? So that's not a good place to go. And that's like just looks like coming to the Meadowlands. Same type of thing. I wasn't necessarily an upset they didn't get from but I'm, I was just happy they, they grabbed somebody you know there had to be a reason e even after the Jets went ahead and grabbed Morgan he continued to plummet so it wasn't just us you know when it came to from I mean last year it was fought guys when he was in there he didn't have one touchdown the whole time so um, I don't think this is this type of guy he's capable he's a big guy he has some size what do you guys think did, were you surprised here this is the direction they went, or did you expect them to grab a quarterback, Spotty? I expected them to draft a quarterback. I wasn't expecting this one. Um, and I'll just be honest. I, I, I do remember, and I, I think CJ and I, we talked about this uh, at one point, about the, the Jets meeting with this kid and, and him actually being the only one that they ever really had any official contact with as far as quarterbacks was concerned. So I, I, I thought that that was telling. Um, and, I, and I did look him up at the, at, at the time and, and you know, you kind of hear, you know, kind of mixed reviews. But what the one thing that did stand out for me was the fact that he had such an impressive showing, um, not only around the senior bowl week, but the, 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 with the East-West, the, the Shrine game, where he said he, he literally was the best quarterback in the stadium at the time, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, 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 it made sense that if they were going to make a move, they were going to make it for him. Um, I didn't expect it then. I kind of thought it would have been later, you know, that, that fifth or sixth round um, after we had addressed some other things. Um, but just in looking at it, uh, to, and, and the points that we heard earlier, as far as a developmental uh, uh, prospect as of right now, I think we probably we, we probably could not have uh, done better than this. So, you know, I'm looking forward to see what it is that he brings. If he is that smart and he can pick up, you know, obviously Adam Gates had a lot to do with this. Or, you know, we wouldn't be picking a quarterback that high. Um, if Adam Gates, you know, is as comfortable with this kid and, and can get him on the same page, um, that at that we need him to be for Sam, uh, you know, it, it, uh, with with some of the shortened uh, OTAs and all of that. Um, I think he, you know, he might be serviceable. We'll see what he, we don't need a superstar guy, but we do need somebody that can come in. I, I believe it's possible for him to do it. I just don't know a lot about him, so we'll see how it works out. CJ, what do you think, man? Well, to be honest with you, I really don't know enough about James Morgan. I did do a little bit of research on him just for from FIU. I know that um, the guests that we had on yesterday were not really too uh, too high on him claiming that, you know, Jake Fromm, uh, passing on Jake Fromm was a mistake. Look, at, at this point, for me, as long as we have a guy that can come in here and can be a competent backup to Sam, I, I really don't give a damn what school he plays from or what his stats are or whatever. As long as he's going to be able to come in and he's going to be able to execute this offense, and be able, if God forbid, that Sam is out for an extended period of time, be able to hold the fort down until Sam can get back, then that's really all I care about. Because Luke Falk was a show last year. Trevor Simeon basically got his soul snatched out of him on Monday Night Football. Okay, so, you know, we, we just don't need to go through another backup quarterback carousel like we did. David Fails, I keep telling everybody he's just a camp body. I expect him to be to be cut before the second preseason game. If Morgan ends up on the practice squad, you know, to to uh to to redshirt it and give uh give the Jets a little bit of competition to try to help out before he actually makes the squad, 
Maybe he plays well in preseason, and maybe he does end up taking the backup quarterback position. Who knows? Brom, I think, is just like... I think people that are just lazy and haven't looked into it that much, it's like, oh, Jake Fromm, player Georgia, man, he's a name I know. Why didn't you take him? Well, he had one of the most disastrous pro days ever in the history of the Combine. Like, Mike, I know you know, Mike, we talked about this. They were like, that's why he slid. He couldn't make any of the throws no, they need you to make in the NFL. That's why he slid. It's not that hard to figure out. They don't. They run the ball. The reason all these Georgia running backs get gripped in the first and second round every year, that's their offense. Fromm is not a quarterback that's going to get drafted first, second, third, fourth. He should have got drafted where he got drafted. And right. Morgan maybe is someone they thought had a higher upside, but right. Jake Fromm is just a no-brainer should go in front of Morgan. Makes no sense to me because Jake the lazy Fromm. Anal- it's the lazy yeah. analysis, man. And that's what the problem is. Like the guys that, that they had on their show the last week, they, they're lazy analysis. They hear other people say stuff and then they make their opinions and they don't ever really look at the tape. I mean, J- J- Fromm exactly. has hand- Fromm's hand size are like really? the size of my kids. He can't even grip let me, the let ball, just, and he can't, couldn't make any uh, of the throws. I, w- I want to throw this out just because this is, you know, the, for, forever what it is worth. I live in Georgia. I watch Jake Fromm almost every weekend. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's good, man. He's good on it. And no, he don't get me wrong, man. He's been very accurate in what they had to do there, but they run the ball so good. It's like, I, we don't got to go down that rabbit hole, guys. But I, I just, I didn't think this was, to me... You know, I won't front like I knew the most about this quarterback before we started doing draft prep, me and Mike, which was a couple weeks ago. Um, I didn't know, even know this person existed, Morgan, but that's not someone that's that far-fetched considering the Bills or, uh, excuse me, the Patriots were looking at grabbing him right around the area we did. If we blocked him from the Patriots getting him, then imagine imagine next year starts and somehow that guy would have been there. I mean, all these all these different variables that could shoot off in different directions might have been stopped. Hey, but Keith, he's got he's got the strong potential for nicknames, son. If he's even anything, yeah. that's good. Some that Captain Morgan, come oh, on, Captain Morgan, stop, kill it. <laughs> now the reason why Simeon wasn't really you know had the life took out of him, as Keith said, is because that offensive line was terrible. And with uh. the next with the next pick, Joe Douglas. Went and addressed the offensive line. With the 129th pick in the NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Cameron Clark, tackle, out of Charlotte. A two-year captain and three-year starter, Clark has good arm length and played almost exclusively at left tackle. That being said, his game translates well to guard at the next level. He dominated his competition at Charlotte and also played well against top talent like Clemson. He's a versatile player who can play inside and outside. A strong size and power combination that executed efficient pass and run blocking schemes showing a meanness comparable to his teammate Makai Becton whom he knows and befriended already. The addition of Clark adds to a deeper offensive line pipeline that should serve the Jets well in 2020. My grade for this pick is an A. Yeah, this was a great pick. Another really good value pick, I thought. This is somebody that, I know when these guys in Conference USA, obviously they're not going to be rated as high, but went up against decent competition in college and dominated. Okay, it's not the SEC, it's not the Pac-10, it's not the Big Ten. I get it, but some of his reviews about him when you went and read on this guy, it said he crushes people in the run game. That's what I want to see. Those are things I want to read when I read up on a guy. I want to think about him crushing people. Very smart guy. 
captain as a junior and a senior. That's what you want to see. And that, like Mike said, there's a there's a common thread here. We're getting really talented guys, but we're also getting players that either the coaches or teammates are nominated to be captain of the team. Which means these are guys that have their moral compasses pointed in the right direction, high character guys, people you can count on, not people that are going to, going to be a bad game and are going to be on Twitter trying to throw teammates under the bus. We drafted a whole, besides drafting a lot of talent, and Cameron Clark kind of goes into that, Mike, we drafted a whole bunch of guys that we're going to be able to count on. I, I, I was watching some uh, some some clips on this guy um, uh, versus Clemson. And uh, dragging these kids, man. Dragging these kids. But yeah, this is this is this is another this is another situation where I think Joe Douglas and and this staff did a lot of really solid work. Their board was actually set uh, with 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 really solid foundational type players, and this kind of kind of adds to it. I mean, it's not necessarily the, the the flashiest guy or the flashiest name in particular, but the, a stud man. Just if you based on what it is that you've seen him do. Um, based on the competition that he was facing, um, I, 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 I really again just another solid pick, man. I, I don't really think that there's anybody that we, we chose, even with the, the questions around who else was available. I don't think there's anybody that we chose that we can say was just a bad pick. That was a horrible choice. No. I, at, at this point, everything has been at least you know where you can look at it and say, you know what, I see the upside, I see the benefit, I also see the need, and and for the value. I think this was a good pick, and this, this, we'll just add this one to the list because that's why I feel this is that. Um, I, I, I don't think we had a pick that was less than a B for me. Solid. TJ, what do you think? Yeah, I like Cameron Clark. Um, this one over here, you know, just, just to kind of echo the points that you guys just made. Again, this is Joe Douglas addressing the offensive line, making sure that we have depth, making sure that we have guys that can come in, that can play multiple positions. Uh, that can help out on the offensive line. So for me, I mean, this was this was a no-brainer. And we had said that we were going to see multiple offensive linemen in this draft. And, uh, you know, initially I thought maybe the first, uh, first two out of the first four picks of this draft would have been offensive linemen. But you know what? I mean, at this point there, for, for Cameron Clark, for where we got him, I think he's a steal. And the fact that he's already starting to develop chemistry with Makai Becton is just a bonus for the New York Jets because... Man, this is—I—I I, I really cannot wait to see how this offensive line is going to look in preseason, and when these guys get the opportunity to play together, and just how they're going to how they're going to work and how they're going to complement one another. You know, when when they get out there, it's, it, this is really intriguing to me to see exactly oh, how this offensive line puzzle is going to shape out. And one thing we, we we failed to mention here, guys, is that surprisingly enough, as the ticker's going down, you said we went back a few picks here, right when we were getting around to our 101st pick, we made a trade with the New England Patriots. Which is, I was like, am I seeing this correctly? Is this is this actually happening? We traded the 101st pick overall to get that 125th and that 129th pick, and we get a sixth round pick from the next year. Very surprising to not see that coming. That's how we ended up getting Clark and ended up getting Morgan. Uh, and Joe Douglas was able to turn a lot of these picks into more value as he moved down in the draft, which we haven't seen general managers do pretty much ever. Ab, that's a great point, and I just when he had when he made that pick, I just was like, what is going on? But he ended up, I thought, fleecing New England. And I was a little bit disappointed here because I wanted, there was a couple of players that I wanted, and there was one player in particular that I wanted, and you and I both know, Keith, going into day three, the top guy 
that we had on our yeah, board. Sure. Okay. And with the next pick, with the 158th pick in the NFL draft, the New York Jets select Bryce Hall, cornerback out of Virginia. While playing at Virginia, Hall had a tremendous production. He is a press corner that uses his long arms to maintain feel for routes while having the desirable height, weight, and length to play at the next level. His reactive quickness and ball skills fit nicely into zone-based coverages, allowing greater freedom to spy quarterbacks and squeeze short and intermediate throws. 50-50 balls are tilted in his favor while handling man coverage. Bryce Hall projects to be a starting cornerback in the National Football League. This pick is the steal of the draft. My grade, A+. This to me was the biggest home run of our draft. I'm not saying this is the best player we got. Just the biggest home run considering where we got him and what his value was. Now, we got him 158th overall in the draft. He was rated in the top 90 players overall in the draft. He was 87th overall. He was the 10th ranked corner coming in. So this is somebody that in 2018 was an All-American cornerback in college football. He had the most passes defended in all of college football 2018. 24 passes defended. If he came out after that season, he's getting taken in the first 20 picks. Yes, he is. He's getting taken, or at least he's getting taken in the first round for sure. Okay, so goes back to school last year, only played six games, dislocates his ankle, so he was banged up. And I don't know what happened. I don't understand why he slid. I know a bunch of corners came off before him, Mike. Me and you were wondering what was going on, but to get this level of player, this value, six feet, six one, I should say, two hundred and two pounds. Like I said, two thousand eighteen All American. You know, he's he's All Conference. He's just there's so many studs that we just got on the squad, and he's one of them. Like, and I just I want to throw think about this, guys, and we're gonna get into the punter we got too. But putting <laughs> putting Hall into the mix, Hall was first team All ACC, and he's an All American. Clark was first team All Conference USA. Davis was first team all Pac-10. Mims was first team all Big 12. Becton was first team all ACC. Jet fans, we're loading up with people. We're loading up with people that are top talent at the at the location we're getting them. And getting good value, we're not used to that. I mean, this is an all-American cornerback from one season removed. We got a 158. You know, and this is that's why this to me, this is an A plus, because this is this could be a guy that could be starting for us. By the time right. we played the first game of the season, Mike. Right. He, he, and, he, and, and 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 Ke- uh, um, Kevin and CJ, I just want to circle going all the way back to the beginning of this show. This this player right here, this cornerback, last year, if he were to come out in the draft, he would have been in the first round. Okay. And he came back, got hurt, and he went in the fifth round. Right. Circle back to 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 Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow couldn't even beat out Dwayne Haskins for the starting job in Ohio State, and his went to Louisiana because he couldn't <laughs> get a starting job. Went to a team. Went to a team with scheme fit and talent out the gazoo, and now he's the greatest prospect in the history of the draft. It seems to me that Cincinnati. I don't know. Maybe the narrative was a little bit high. I'm not a Joe Burrow fan, honestly. I think that he was overrated. We'll see what happens. Maybe he's going to be good. I don't know. Not trying to hate. I'm just being real. That Look at the talent. Look at the talent. He didn't do anything until he went to a team stack. I digress. But Hall, fifth round, what's your thoughts, guys? This, to me, is difficult because 
the commentary was that we really didn't do anything to address corner. So, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, this, this, this just goes to show that I think that Joe Douglas knew exactly what it is that he was doing coming into the draft. Um, I, I, I just have to say that I've, I've been seeing some other commentary about the wide receivers and why it is that we didn't draft, uh, you know, more, or why didn't we bring in, in, in more. And, and, and seeing some of the talent that we have available next season, I think there might be some there might be a method to that madness. But what it is that we did do, we brought in a lot of guys. The competition in that cornerback room is going to be extremely tight. And I mean, considering we brought in some veteran guys like this year, the uh, the the, uh, the, the Wilson that we got with the with the trade in, in the, the sixth round, I'm sure we'll get to that in just a minute. But um, we, we've added some guys, man. Even even Ashton Davis, if you really think about it, Ashton Davis having the capability of playing corner um, in, in certain sets, and maybe even quite possibly given an opportunity to really be kind of the guy if if if, if uh, you know if 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 need be. Um, our cornerback room, and I, I, I don't, I don't want to say that the, the questions have been totally answered, but um, I think the answer is in the room. It's in the house. It's much yeah. closer than what most folks, yeah. most, most, most folks might actually think it is. Um, I love this thing. I'm just going to keep that real. All of the value, all of the talent, all of the things that we discussed that made him who it is that he was, you know, prior to having whatever issues that he has. Um, this is this again. I'm not really sure how it can be anything other than a. We we got. A, a, a phenomenal opportunity to see guys that we, you know, we kind of, I guess this is the, the spot where they say you're taking flyers on guys. This is not a flyer type player. This is a, a player that, you know, you pick early because you kind of have that, that solid feeling that he's going to be a guy. And we get him in rounds where, you know, where you take flyers on guys that, that quite possibly might never see the roster. So um, this is a beautiful pick, beautiful pick. Joe Douglas, once again, doing his thing. CJ, you think that we hit a home run here? It's kind of comical when people say we didn't we didn't address the cornerback position because you know we did address it in round five. We made a trade for Quincy Wilson. We did sign a couple of undrafted free agent cornerbacks. Uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers cornerback Lamar Jackson. Let's see. Utah cornerback Javelin Guidry. All right, with a name like Javelin Guidry, yeah, you better be a cornerback. Uh, Alabama defensive back Shaheem Carter. I mean, yeah. come on now, look. I mean, Joe, Joe Douglas is, is addressing the cornerback position, and I just think that people that are going to give their quote-unquote analysis that the Jets have not done enough so far are just really taking the easy way out because if you think about it, these are quality players that Joe Douglas is going after. So, you know, everyone's just got to just sit and back and not- be patient. Yeah, let's not forget about Blasson Austin, man. Me and Mike blew him up last year. He's 87.5 pro football focus rating when he played last year. When he came in, he came in towards the end of the season. Small sample size, don't get me wrong, but he was good. He was really, really, really good when he played last year. So there's a whole bunch of guys in that locker room when it comes to corner that maybe people who are in Jet fans don't know. You know, they don't know about Desir. They don't know about Basan Austin, all the other names that we mentioned here. But throwing Hall into the mix and considering last year and, and Poole, Brian Poole as well, who played pretty good last year, um, no one could name two corners on the Jets last year besides maybe Tremaine Johnson, who's no longer a Jet, right? They still were able to have one of the better defenses of the league. So now we have a little bit of an infusion of talent here. And we shored up some other spots. I'm really excited to see how the secondary shakes out and the defense as a whole. Because I think yeah. we're gonna be even I think we're gonna be even better next year. Yeah, yeah. And um I just wanna say this may be a controversial statement, but this next pick may actually be, depending on how Sam does, a jet longer than Sam Darnold is a jet. With the one hundred and ninety-first pick in the NFL draft, the New York Jets select 
Brandon the Man Punter out of Texas A&M. This is the best punter in college football. Man was a premier field flipper in all college football with touch and talent to stick opposing teams near their end zone on pooch kicks. An outstanding 54.3% of his punts went 50 plus yards. His average hang time is about five and a half seconds. Normal average hang time is about four and a half seconds. He has the ability to boom kicks 70 plus yards. He also offers additional value by handling kickoffs. My grade for this pick is a B plus. Guys, this guy is like the LeBron James of punters. Like we, he is. <laughs> he, is. he is like Mike. You you said that to me, and I I start and I I knew who he was a couple years ago. He had an 82 yard punt. Oh um, no, no one had done that. No one had done that since 1943. So when we were, and when Mike says that, I just want to tell. I know it sounds crazy when Mike says he's a LeBron of punting. Another all a unanimous All American 2018, first team All SEC 2018-2019, won the Ray Guy Award, led the nation in punting the past two years. Anything you read about him, he's probably the greatest college punter of all time. Mike, he had a single game record versus Alabama for the highest average ever punters ever had, which was 60.8. Wow. 60.8, okay? He then, okay, he had an 82-yard punt. Like I said, he had 14 kicks over 60 yards. That's insane. Right. He broke the all-time. That's an NCAA that's, record. That's he also averaged, like you said, 50.98 for one season a couple years ago. So he this is not. He has a mutant leg. This, he has a medicine <laughs> when it comes to his leg. He got the ooze fell on him like the Ninja Turtles or something. But I don't know what – again, you never get excited about a punter. But if there's ever a punter to get excited about, it's this guy. Because yeah. so when you look up his stats in college, they're ridiculous. And now we have somebody that if a drive stalls and we're at the 20, we know this dude's putting the ball on the other side of the field. You know, and not, not that Lachlan Edwards wasn't good because he was pretty decent. But th- this guy is a game-changing type punter. Th- those don't happen a lot. Shane Lecter actually went to Texas A&M also. He's probably the greatest punter of all time. Yeah. And this, that's who this guy's compared to. I-, I put it in this perspective. This player, of all the players that are getting drafted this weekend, he's the guy that could have the longest career in the NFL of any of them. Yes, he could. He could be punting in 20 years. Yeah, you know, you know I saw I saw a thing on ESPN. They said they were looking at who has the probability of being in the Pro Bowl from each team. Jamal Adams had the highest probability of being a Pro Bowler. You know who's the second highest? This guy. <laughs> what do you guys think? You went ahead and grabbed the greatest punter of all time towards the end of the draft. <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't believe it. What do you guys I love, think? I love the pick. I really do. I'll be honest. Uh, again, it's one of those one of those, one of those that you, like, you, you didn't see it coming. But uh, when it got there, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, really? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that, was, that was a good one right there. That was definitely a good one. We're going to be looking in a couple of years back at this draft. And, and if it pans out the way that, uh, you know, I mean, obviously it's the big ass if because we always say this shit when we're talking about these damn drafts, even going back to it. Um, but uh, if, if it pans out the way that we, that it, it, it quite possibly can because we now have maybe a little bit more competent management. Um, Man, this 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 would be the draft where we where we started to see, um, you know that 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 change of the guard a little bit, um, in regards to how this team is seen and how how it is that we play, what it is that people expect when when you kind of have these conversations about the Jets. Uh, these these guys are high character players, man. These guys are good locker room guys, and if they're if they're as good on field as they are 
um, you know, as, as they have been, it, it's going to be pretty special here within the next couple of years, man. I'll just be honest. It's just, it, if we can get rid of Gates, which, which, uh, which I'm going to hope and pray that, uh, you know, is, is, is in the cards at some point, um, I don't know, man. I, I really do think that, uh, in particular, is again going back to our special teams being one of the better aspects of this team. And you add somebody like this, you add somebody like this to a a coverage team that is already top in the league. Think about it. It's already top in the league. And that's what GMs do. GMs, good GMs, see that talent, and then they're like, oh, yeah? You already could do that? Here, take this. That's it. This is even somebody that overall was ranked 170th. He was ranked ahead of a ton of wide receivers, running backs, offensive linemen, corners, you name it. Oh. Uh, and we got him 191. So w- when the smoke cleared at the end of this draft, man, you got him who's an All-American. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys on their first team in their conference that we added to the squad. That That's that's ridiculous. CJ, what did you think of the punter? Hey, for me, it's another weapon on special teams. And again, anything that we can do to improve that unit and, and get it back to, you know, uh, one of the top five units in the NFL again. Most of all, one of the biggest things is we always talk about field position. You know, if a a drive stalls, one of the things you want to do is you want to pin your opponent deep in their own end zone. Uh, You know, that's something that we had difficulty doing with Lachlan Edwards. He didn't do it on a consistent enough basis. So for this kid to come in here and to now be able to, you know, compete for that starting punter job, and if he's going to be able to go and he's going to be able to flip the field on a dime and give the Jets defense an opportunity you know, to really wreak some havoc on their opponents, then why not? You know, at this point, all the more competition, the better. And if this guy ends up getting the starting job, uh, all, all the more better for him and all the more better for, for, the, uh, for the Jets special teams unit. Yeah, no, exactly. Absolutely. And the only guys, the only thing after the draft, the only, because I think the overall grade I'd give Douglas right here is a B plus, right? The only thing I could look at and then I was hoping for, I guess, that we didn't do was maybe get Sam more weapons. I know we maybe addressed that with some of the undrafted free agents, but that's the, the only critical aspect I can really throw at Joe D. Maybe grabbing another cornerback in there, but he got us two offensive linemen, got us a whole bunch of talent, a whole bunch of picks that were value, and we're adding a whole bunch of players to the squad. I mean, where we've been so devoid of talent for so long, it does feel like, you know, it does feel like this is a new world. It does feel like we're going in a different direction than yeah, we ever does. have been, you know, and it's yeah. it's refreshing. It really is. Yeah, I think I think there's going to be four starters. I think the punter, I think Clark, I think Nims, and I think, uh, you know, Becton, Becton are going to be yeah, the sure, guys sure. going to start for us. Now, I will say, if you look at our undrafted guys, there's a couple of guys that we should look at. And uh, I think, Kevin, I saw you put out something about wide receiver Lawrence Kager from Georgia. Yeah, man. This, yeah, man. Wow. Like, first thing, he was like a five-star recruit, has the size of Jet Fromm had a, a plus 70% completion percentage when he was on the field, and it was below, yep. like, 55 or 50 or something like that when he wasn't. Like, I was like, whoa. And, converted yeah, that, tight but, end, converted yep. tight end, fast as hell. This is what it is that we're talking about when when when, when we when we're kind of critiquing what it is that Joe D did as far as drafting wide receivers. I think this this pick is going to end up being one that just kind of lets you really see exactly how masterful a job Joe Douglas did in this situation when he started adding this type of talent. 
the other kid, even the, the kid from uh, from West Virginia, he brought in. Oh yeah, George like, Campbell. George Campbell, yeah. And, and, yeah, Campbell. Campbell's even is probably even a better receiver than Cager. Cager is more of a, of a physical step, and you know, especially considering a converted tight end. You know, huge guy. But, I, I mean, know. What, Keith, what, what, Keith sent those, me some stats. Those, those guys are better than the guys that we already have. I think both those, both of those guys I think are better than Dotson. Both of them are better than Barrios. Vincent Smith. Who the hell is Vincent Smith? We're going to see. Probably these guys are not even going to be on the squad when it comes to when yeah. it comes down to it. That's what that's what I'm seeing. Keith sent me some stat with George Campbell where he had like only 19 receptions, but it was like for 500 yards or something. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. A, he's yeah. a deep guy. That's what he does. <laughs> he ran a 4-4 and that's a couple years ago. And he's a big guy too. So they definitely, when it comes to the undrafted guys, Mike, we might do a whole show on the undrafted free agents. Yeah, we might have to. Cornerback, um, like, like CJ said, cornerback Lamar Jackson. He's very intriguing. A lot of guys really yeah. love him. You know, linebacker Bryce Huff couple of cats and then Quincy Wilson yeah. I thought was spectacular 23 years old plays more of man instead of zone and Colts went zone so you know the relationships that the front office Jets front office had getting Quincy for a six round pick I thought was fantastic and there's a whole lot of competition there in the secondary um, so I just thought it was a tremendous job I would give it a B plus or an A minus something right around there probably one of the best drafts i've ever been alive for and uh it was really great to break this down with you guys you know definitely and when it, when it comes to those free agent holes guys i mean there's still free agents out there just for like veteran depth guys i mean we have Dotson we signed who knows what the heck he's gonna be but i mean demarius thomas last year for what it's worth he didn't play that bad he actually had some games he was okay um you got guys like curse out there thomas higgins taylor gabriel's out there the guy none, none of these guys are that great Tavon austin's out there none of these guys are that great All, a lot of those guys are getting up there in their upper 20s right around 30 but maybe we'll bring in one of these veterans you never know before the season starts all types of funny things happens with teams and guys might get cut from one team that can help our team out throw them in there with the young guys throw them in there with Perryman and crowder and would you take Antonio Brown? Would you take Antonio Brown? No, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. We don't need that can. We don't need any part of that. <laughs> what, about what about Josh Gordon? I mean, Gordon. Gordon's problems seem to be more um, like substance-wise. I've never heard he's a bad. All you hear is he's a good guy. He just has yeah. obviously issues staying clean. That's not the same thing as someone who just seems like a bad. And I don't know Antonio Brown. I'm just outside looking in, but he seems like he's lost his mind the past two years, and the and just <laughs> he's turned the public against him just because he seems like such a bad guy. You know, plenty of like bad, plenty of people are bad dudes, but they keep it under wraps. Like people would say MJ was a bad guy forever, but no one really knew. You know, because he wasn't yeah. stupid. Antonio Brown. I mean, it's a different level. Like what's happened with him. It's sad. To how talented he is, and I'm sure he'll be back in the league next year with somebody. But I, I don't hope. I hope it's not us. No, any part of that mess. But thank you very much, guys, for joining us, man. This is a marathon session. Going to have to be a two-parter. I want to thank both you gentlemen for joining us so much. If anyone wants to get at you guys, listen to you guys. CJ, where can they find you? Absolutely, you can find us on Twitter at CNC Jets Factor. You can follow me at JetsFan0523. Always found us here. Find us here on Spreaker.com forward slash Sports War Radio, SoundCloud.com. We also got a Facebook page. You can find us on YouTube, any place that you get your podcast fixed. Google Weapons Hot, a New York Jets podcast, and you will find us. Mike, ABG, tell them what's up. Uh, you can find us on the Elite Sports Radio Network, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com app, all types of platforms. We're everywhere. Facebook at Radio on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ podcast, and on Instagram at jet.aebg. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas and Kevin Jackson, CJ, the pig killer, D. Simone. Peace out. Are you ready? Oh, 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 o
can't win. The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Are very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the sucks. I want a number leaver.